Welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the podcast with a merry crew of snivelling landlubbers have a couple of drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben, and tonight I'm drinking a Rigwelter, uh, a fabled Rigwelter, which is a rather dark ale that's rather lovely. And locked in with me today, we have... I'm Chris, and I have drunk a cup of tea. And I'm Mike, and I'm drinking a brandy and ginger ale, and it's pretty cheap, bad brandy. It's quite nice. So, how does it work? Each week we'll get locked into one of the Infinite Escape Room's many themed escape rooms. We'll have to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. Puzzles that we've each mostly made with the wingeries of our fingeries. If we get stuck, we can grovel for a clue. But that will add a minute onto our time. If we don't escape within an hour, then terrible things shall befall us. So, are we ready? Yes! Yes! Let's enter the Infinite Escape Room! This week we find ourselves on a large, floating lump of metal. The walls are grey, there's poop on the floor, and the stench of masses of taxpayer money oozes from every surface. We must be on one of Her Majesty's many battleships. It looks like the crew has been granted shore leave, and are likely to get friendly with the locals at various establishments. We'd better escape before they board and get all fisticuffs and roger jollying. The door to our salvation out is locked with three whimsical padlocks. Let's escape! Woo! Woo! Yay! Before us, we have the control cabin for the big cannons, the radar room, and the officer's mess. So, what do we fancy? I quite like the sound of big guns. I like big guns and I cannot lie. (laughs) That's mine then. You see the control cabin for the big cannons. You open the door and you climb inside. Cabin is very cramped. Barely enough room for both of you to get in. Neither of you can stand up. But there's, there's a chair dominating most of the space. On the right of the chair is a keypad entry, and the only light in the room is coming from the big screen mounted in front of the chair. There's a message on the screen in capital letters. Fire control. Target. 51.87N 0.4200W. Guns free. Displayed on the screen below that message is a map showing the outline of landmass. Overlaid on the map is a grid. The labels for each axis of the grid show the letters a, B, C, D, E, F, and G. What would you like to do? So, just having a quick look at this map again, um, presumably we've got A through to G across the horizontal and vertical. Yeah, so it, it, there's a horizontal and vertical axis, and they're both labelled with the same letters. So you can get, like, point A, A, you can get point C, D. Yep, and point C, E, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. I would very much like to take a second look at that screen, because I didn't get all that number the first time around. I expected it to stop on the sixth digit. <laughs> so the message reads, fire control, target 51.8787N 0.4200W. Guns free. Okay, so what if, oh Benji Boo, mm-hmm. we've got north and west. So what if north is the vertical axis and west is the horizontal or vice versa? Sounds good to me. Uh, probably just worth checking. On the screen, Chris, um, is there any any markings to show like where north is? Uh, yes, north is pointing up on the map. Fantastic. So yes, I'd, I'd agree with you there, Mike. I suppose one of us is going to have to sit in the big seat. I'll, uh, I'll let you drive. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I, I, I shall sit in the big seat then, please, Chris. As you sit in the big seat, you, you sort of feel something down by the side. There's a laminated sheet of paper. Uh Stuck to the sheet is a post-it note and on the post-it note is written Big Don 1945 £300 
one hour. It's been quickly scrawled across it. Removing the post-it note, you see that the laminated sheet is a table of numbers and letters. You ready to write? <laughs> I'm getting more paper. <laughs> I'm getting a new book. 39-41N0-1W. And then the letter column will have A. Oh, okay. That's the first row. So, oh, right. Uh, There's a letter column. That, just... Yes, there was. A, so there was the first column was the three nine dash four one n zero dash one w, and then the second column is a. Okay. Oh, okay. Four two dash four three n one dash two w is b. Four three dash four six n three dash four w is c. Four seven dash four nine n five dash seven w d. People are going to think they've tuned into the shipping forecast. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start like selling the podcast with like a uh, you know those um, graph paper notebooks you got at school? <laughs> like, hey kids, if you want to listen to this podcast, then uh, then let us know. We'll post you um, some pencils, some graph paper. <laughs> we, we, we got we got down to D. Five zero dash five two n eight dash nine w is E. Five three dash five four n ten dash twelve w f. Might I hazard a guess to the last one? Are we going to be five five? Dash five six N. Yep. And then twelve dash thirteen W is G. Ah oh Ben, you sneaky goose. You also notice on the side of the chair is a um uh, a little control panel. Little is this the same keypad that we saw earlier? Oh yes, I'd already mentioned it. Ah, okay, cool. Uh yeah, so there's a there's a keypad on the side of the chair. Looking at the keypad, you see it has uh letters written on it. The letters A to G. So three keys. No, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Oh, sorry, I thought A to G. Sorry. Okay, yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there's times I feel very dumb on this show, and then there's times when you make me feel quite smart. Okay, so we've got the uh, the conversion table, which Ben's already worked out because he's a mad genius, and because it looks like... So the numbers are going up by... Um... So for the north, all the... Oh, no, they're not. No, they're not. Um... So it's odd. So if you look at the first row, so the A row, we've got three nine to four one. Then looking at the B row for the north, we get four two dash four three. So it sort of follows on. But for the C row, yeah. we get four three again. So we've we overlap the three, and that's four six. Oh, how very bizarre! Um, yeah. So something wrong between row B and C. And, and the same. Uh, so we get the same for the wests. We get an overlap A to B. And we get an overlap F to G. Um, Do you want to look around the area? It's quite dark. Do you want to have a, a feel around a bit more? Let's, uh, let's have a feel around. So you have a feel around. And you find uh, various little things left by the crew. There's a half-completed crossword. There's a Rubik's Cube. What appears to be a business card for Big Don's Long Nights. There's a phone numbers call on the back. As you're uh, sort of feeling around the uh, side of the chair, you find a button marked... Fire. Why is the fire button on the side of the chair? Who designed this gun? <laughs> What's important is that all the cool boy numbers are nice and easily accessible, but who'd want to fire the gun in the gun cabin? It's got to be comfortable, hasn't it? You don't want you don't want these people sat here getting, you know, RSI and shit. <laughs> Do either of you have a 
driver's seat in your car where you it's got a button to lift it up and down. No. I do, yes. So it's, it's sort of down to the right. Um, I want to kind of think that this particular chair is like that. It's just basically a car chair <laughs> that's been refashioned. <laughs> and if you go to like, you maybe you're sitting in it, like going, this is a bit too short for me. You've, <laughs> you've reached down to, to, to try and <laughs> um, <laughs> push up back over <laughs> it. And suddenly... <laughs> Yes, yes, mm. a thousand times yes. <laughs> hmm. Can I, because um, I've got this keypad next to me, can I just try hitting AA? Uh, you press AA, and uh, you notice that the uh, coordinate on the map and the screen in front of you uh, is highlighted with a red square. Uh, oh, I, I'd like to press the seat adjuster. You wish, you wish to press the fire button. Does the fire button also adjust the seat? No. Hmm, I might not press the fire button then. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will press the fire button. you press the fire button. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. so you hear the cannon motors engage. There's a whirring noise above you. And then all, there's, all of a sudden there's a loud boom. And uh, about 30 seconds later, message appears on the uh, screen in front of you. Target missed. Casualties, 1,982. What did we hit? Casualties. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't provide any information about what you hit. Uh, you said we had a grid map. I was just kind of hoping that it would be like, you know, the Isle of Wight or something. <laughs> okay, so, Ben, I've got a brilliant idea. Yes? We have 37... <laughs> no, sorry. 35... Uh, oh, no, hang on. No, that's not right. We have uh, 49 potential um, murders to do, <laughs> and then we can solve the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> All we've got to do is hit every space at every potential combination. Are you going to brute force us? <laughs> just like rain from God. You've just killed 2,000 people. No, no, 1,982. Yeah, I mean, if anything, that's going to pale in comparison by the end. We'll look back on this and go, man, do you remember that time we only killed 1,000 people? Those were great days. <laughs> okay, so we've got a set of north, uh, one set of north coordinates and a shit ton of uh, west coordinates. I mean, I guess if we just worked out what the coordinate was for north, we'd only potentially need to kill seven, well, maybe 8,000 people. <laughs> I'm thinking of damage limitation at this stage. Oh, actually, come think of it. I love the fact that battleships these days have a kill counter. That's a really good um, addition. So, uh... so if we look at those two numbers, the north and the west that we got that are on the screen. Yeah. Um, now the north coordinate falls in our E region, but the west coordinate falls within our A region. So, I wonder if we want to go. E-A, fire. Do you want to try it? Yeah, I'll, I'll quite happily key those numbers in and, and hit the murder button. So you type in E-A, press the fire button, you hear the guns turn, and another loud boom sound. 30 seconds later, the screen is replaced with a message. Target hit. Bay. Casualties 211,228. A small hatch opens on the arm of the chair, revealing the war key. Hey. Did either of you figure out what the target was? Go and look up those uh, coordinates. What? I do, oh, oh, what do we have to go after Google Maps? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Let's have a look. Okay. 518.87.87. Nope, that's just giving me a <laughs> list of IP addresses. There's, oh, God. There's not a second dot in it. 518.8787. Is it Luton? <laughs> it is indeed Luton. <laughs> oh, that's the population. You killed the population of Luton. Oh, well done. Well, well done, you eradicated Luton from the face of the planet. So you uh, open the door, back out of the cabin, 
crawl outside into the bright daylight and you find yourself back on the deck of the ship. Okay, so we have left the radar room and the officer's mess. Can we do the radar room, please? You, yeah, Ben, you're, you're in charge? Wait, wait, should we do the radar room then? Yay! Hurrah! This one's my puzzle. So, gentlemen, you enter the radar room and you're greeted with a scene of the utmost carnage. Before you are two dead bodies in Navy uniforms. They're very very dead they appear to have exploded outwards there's a huge cavity where their chest should be and there's blood and gore and bits of organ absolutely everywhere it's a grisly sight also in the room you have the radar array and the torpedo tube what would you like to do uh so when you say there's two dead exploded bodies are there is there are the guts just everywhere is that are the walls red or i mean yeah there's there's kind of you know gizzard juice and bum juice and bits of undigested lunch Everywhere. It's like these guys exploded from the inside out. Okay. Uh, can I look around the rest of the room? Is there anything else? There? Yeah, sure thing. So you're in the radar room. It's the room where they keep the radar. Because of, obviously, you know, budget cutbacks, it's also the room where they keep the torpedo tubes because, you know, they've got to sit somewhere. It has, you know, the two uh, explodified bodies, uh, the radar array and the torpedo tubes. Also in the room, around the dead bodies, are a collection of bottles. Can I have a, look, a closer look at the bottles? You certainly can. So there's a quite a big heap of bottles. Some are, some are empty, some are full. But they're all marked the same. They're all marked Navy Strength Rum, 1,000% proof, volatile. Interesting. Can I take one of the ones with contents and just, um, just open it up a bit? Uh, just, sh- yeah. Sure thing. So you turn... Slowly. The, yeah, yeah, sure. You, you turn the screw top and... Um, even that slight miasma escaping from the top makes your eyes water and a little bit of blood comes out of your pores. Wow, okay. I, I screw it back on really quickly. That's... As, like I say, 1,000% proof. That is dangerous. It's so, volatile. That's that's why they print it on the thing. I, I think it's supposed to be diluted in Coke. Okay. Um... Could we have a look at the torpedo tube? You can indeedy. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a torpedo tube. It's a uh, large cylinder with a hatch and the hatch slides open and closed but it appears to be mechanised and is currently open. There's nothing inside. Can we see any torpedoes around? Uh, there's no torpedoes in the room. Can I have a look at the radar? Array? You can indeedly doodly. So uh, it's a, a large kind of a console, as you were, with a couple of buttons on them, which I'll, I'll describe in a moment, and the, the classic large circular radar screen. Uh, it's also got a small display and a little speaker on. The buttons, there's three of them, are marked on. The other is marked lock. And the final fire. There's also a post-it note because the navy the navy runs on post-it notes. We've discovered yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, just to the side of the console. The post-it note reads: "Caution: boat full of nuns operating in this area." And caution: Russian nuclear submarine known to be operating in this area. If I press the lock button, what happens? Nothing. There's nothing currently pre- on the radar. I'm- I'm just going to press the lock button again, just in, just in case I unlocked it. Could we just um, have a sorry? Uh, the radar array again. We've got the three buttons, the little uh, radar round screen. What what else was there? The classic radar round screen, the the little display next to that, and a speaker. Uh, it, it's all off at the moment. It's, there's nothing nothing showing there. Can I press the on button, please? You can. You press the on button. The machine whizzes into life in a kind of a sort of a whoosh way. And then instantly the little radar whizzy whizzy wither starts whizzing around and you see there's two blips on it. Then you hear an alert coming out of the little speaker. Warning, attack imminent. The little display above it starts counting down from 10 minutes. 
Um, so, now that we've set that off, these bodies, <laughs> is there anything else remarkable about them? Um, they're both wearing Navy uniforms. They've both uh, exploded from the from the inside out, and they're both just surrounded by uh, by the bottles. Can I smell signs of rum on them? Ah, you can. Uh, I should also mention, sorry, that one of the bodies has a set of headphones on it. Oh, um, can I pick up the headphones and have a listen? You sh- certainly can. You hear the following. To the, to the two dots on the sea, can I see, like, are there any differences between them? Does one look particularly Russian submarine-like? Uh, so uh, the, the dots appear the same because it's, uh, you know, it's a Royal Navy radar, pretty shitty. One is at two o'clock and the other is at nine o'clock and quite close. If I was making this puzzle, I would say that if we tried to fire the torpedo while empty we would somehow hit the boat full of nuns because there would be none in the, in the oh, torpedo no, tube. Oh, no, it's not a pun. Oh, I hope it's not a pun. <laughs> um, I almost want to fire it to find out if it's a pun. <laughs> so, and, and I think then, I, by that logic, which is tenuous, I would probably stuff the, the, the sailor that was listening to the Russian music into the torpedo tube and somehow try to fire can we, can him. Can we add some explosives, like, say, the uh, remains of the alcohol? Some, some rum. Along with him, yeah, the rum. Yeah, sure thing. How would you like to How would you like to add it? I'm just, like, in amongst the carnage, really. Like, I'm assuming there's some cavities in uh, the remains of his body. Are. There certainly <laughs> are. So you, uh, you take your sailor, you cram his busted open chest, grisly ribcage full, uh, full of nice full bottles of, of Navy-issue rum. And then put him in the hatch. Yep, you put the him in the torpedo hatch. tube. Seal it all up, yeah? Yep, yep. so uh, with both torpedo carrier and payload loaded in, it automatically closes itself. Ben, I'll let you... Uh, it, was, it, was, it was your idea. I think I'll let you do the fire. So I think what we ought to do is press the lock button. Certainly. Uh, so the radar is sort of circling round, so you've got the option of either locking onto the target at 9 o'clock, which is close, or the target at 2 o'clock, which is far away. You have five minutes. I mean, Chris, do you have any ideas? I mean, from a strategic perspective, the the Russians are going to be a long way away firing a missile from a long way away. That being said, though, if it's already been shot, but just just taking them out doesn't really fix them. Oh, it's it's. I didn't say anything about a missile. It's just a Russian nuclear submarine. Oh, they might be preparing to launch. Yeah, I reckon it's the fir- one far further out. Yes. Okay, then I'll go with Chris. We'll lock on to the one at two o'clock. Okie dokie. So the little targeting reticules appeared around the uh, the radar pip at two o'clock telling you that you are now locked. Let's press fire. Okay, you press fire. The torpedo tube vacuums away, the, the corpse loaded with rum, and you can see on the radar the little indicator, the little pip of your uh, your homemade grizzly rum-based torpedo scooting towards the pip at two o'clock. You feel through the walls a, a deep echoing thump as the percussion of the explosion in the water hits the boat. Followed by a kind of tinkling sound outside as, as shrapnel from the uh, the distant boat spreads out across the water. The torpedo tube reopens, the hatch slides open, and inside are a few fragments of Russian nuclear submarine, hey. including a few sort of those 
funny furry hats they wear, bits of broken vodka, um, some fake Facebook accounts, and a key, the Ooh. rush key. Except it's a bit of a funny key. It's only got half the teeth it would normally need, and it's very thin. Also, huh. the timer is still going, and you have three minutes and 40 seconds. Oh, God. Um, kill, kill shall we the, go for the one at kill the nuns? nine o'clock as well? Yeah, let's, let's do that as well. You yeah. want to kill a boat full of nuns? <laughs> I mean, do they have the other half of the key? You want to kill a boat full of nuns? If they've got the other half of the key. That's worse than yeah, looting. But like I said... It could be, it could be an oxymoron, a boat full of nothing, a boat full of nuns. Uh, I like the way that this is how you view the world, Ben, uh, in, in terms of puns. The world is not made of puns. Three minutes, seven seconds. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, we're going to get the other uh, body and use it to make a makeshift torpedo uh, with the remaining rum. Excellent. Okay, so you, uh, you take more rum, you cram it inside the cadaver, you really smush it in down there, and uh, you stick it in the torpedo tube, the torpedo tube swooshes shut. Um, would you chaps like to do the honours with the locking and firing? You merciless monsters. Oh, okay, so um, I, 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 I lock, and then I press the fire button. Okay, so you've locked onto the pip at 9 o'clock, which is very close. You press fire. Once again, you see the little indicator on the radar. Pip, 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 pip. Go out, and you feel a... Dum! As the explosion hits the nearby boat. The attack timer countdown stops at 2 minutes 20. You once again hear the rattle of shrapnel on the outside hull of the boat and the torpedo tube swooshes open. Within you find a a charred wimple and a placard saying, No choice. You also find the nun key. You now have the rush key and the nun key. You can combine them to form the rush nun key. You have solved my puzzle. Yeah. Yay. Interesting fact. Um, I totally forgot to do a bit about the fact that you were carrying uh, pro-choice um, t-shirts. Yep. <laughs> That's why the nuns were on a mission from the Pope. Oh. Crazy suicide bombing nuns. I uh, that would that would have made more. <laughs> That's sense. fine. You were going to need to blow them both up anyway. So um, you leave the uh, well, I guess slightly cleaner now that you've disposed of the bodies. Carnage of the radar room and step back out onto the deck of the battleship. Excellent. Fantastic. So, last of all, we've got my puzzle, which is in the officer's mess. Ooh, lovely. You walk through the door, and it slams behind you. You find yourself in a long room. There's a table in front of you, a long table. At the end of it, there is a picture. To the left of you, there is a large wooden cupboard. You notice that there's a heavily ticking clock to the right of you. The room has got sort of like a a curved ceiling, and above the table is a massive saltwater crocodile. What would you like to do? Is um, So what's the uh, it's a painting on the far wall? What's the painting of? Uh, would you like to go around and have a look at the painting? I'd love to go around and have a look at the painting. Right, so you make your way down the room, along the table, and there is a picture of a man uh, in sort of captain's naval outfit. Um, there's a plaque underneath the picture that says, Captain P.L. Steve caught this crocodile in 1902. The only sort of remarkable thing about this picture is you notice there's a small key on a chain around the captain's neck with a little sort of droplet-shaped handle on the key. Oh, hang on. Chris, do you think what I'm thinking? What? Crocodile's what? tears. Oh, it, it, would would fit, fit. it would fit. It would fit. Ben loves yeah. a pun. Below the picture, there is a toolbox. Uh, would you like to have a look at it? I absolutely would. You have a look at the toolbox, and there's an Irwin adjustable spanner. Hmm. 
Is that all there is? That's all there is. Am I able to... I guess you can't really open a crocodile up with a spanner. In my mind, the key is inside the crocodile. Would you like to inspect the crocodile closer? Yes, please. So you can't look at it that closely because it is on the ceiling. But you could, if you stood on one of the chairs, sort of reach the belly. And you can see quite clearly that this crocodile is suspended. Two poles have been put through the crocodile back to to sort of belly. Uh, One between the breast and one around the navel. um, And securing it on these poles are two large nuts. What are their names? Mario Shantimol. Yeah, why not? Okay, sorry. I wasn't. I wondered if you were making another Welsh dresser pun. It was two Polish men holding the crocodile. <laughs> really up. Watching out for the puns all the time. I know. I'm so, so on guard um, for puns. <laughs> can we have a look at the wooden cupboard, please? You can. So the wooden cupboard is a. It's a very dark wood. Sort of seems to fit with the rest of the room, and the cupboard appears to be unlocked. Can I open it up, please? You can. So you open up the cupboard, and inside the cupboard you see a fridge. Uh, is there anything in the fridge? So you open the fridge. There are some meats, some various sort of raw meats and sort of cooked meats like salami and the prosciutto ham and, and stuff. There's also a severed hand. Ooh. Can we can we take a close look at that hand, please? It's a hand that has been severed. Hmm. I want to put both the clock and the severed hand in the crocodile. I'm not even sure why. Are we able to enter the crocodile somehow in a kind of non-sexy way? It's on the ceiling. Okay, so we, we need to get the crocodile down. Is there anything else? We've got the cabinet, which had the fridge in with the hand, mm-hmm. which I guess I'd like to pocket for just in cases. We have the painting. We have our adjustable spanner. Mm-hmm. And uh, on, on the bottom of the crocodile? There was nuts holding the crocodile up. Oh, shit, we could... Oh, we had an adjustable spanner. We could loosen the nuts. Yeah, I was, I was just getting there. How, how do we get on top of the crocodile to do that? Can we reach was, that? Oh, it's on the bottom, isn't it? Yeah, can we can we loosen with the adjustable spanner the nuts? You loosen the, the nuts with the adjustable spanner and the crocodile comes crashing down onto the table. Let's take a look at that bad boy. You look at the crocodile. It's a um, very, very large crocodile, about six metres long. It's Bloody crushed. Hell. I know, yeah. These things go up to seven metres. The, uh... The, um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, the level of research has just really tickled me. Chris is there researching my escorts. Ben researches the size of a crocodile. <laughs> this crocodile has uh, sort of crashed down on the table. It's ruined all of the crockery. There was, had you looked at the table, you'd have found a number of decanters with uh, with very fine wine in. That's all sort of oozing out from under the crocodile now. It looks basically just like a, a standard crocodile. It's very dry because it's so old. As you walk around to the front of the crocodile, to the head, you notice in the eye of the crocodile is a small key, very much like the one in the painting. Can I reach out and grab the key? Is it? Is it? Can I get in there? No, you sort of paw at the at the crocodile's eye, but it's quite, so sort of quite fastly in the eye. I mean, can I just hack away at the crocodile with the spanner? No, it's, it's a special sort it's, of spanner that well, won't do that. I was going to say, is it like a taxidermied <laughs> crocodile or something? Then would would you like to have a look in the crocodile's mouth? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, come. You come around the crocodile to the uh, crocodile's mouth, and you have a look inside, and there's a small rolled up piece of paper. Can we take the piece of paper out and have a look at it on the? So you sort of undo the little roll of paper and uh, and, and un- unfurl it. And on the piece of paper is written, I see you've seen the key in my narrow-slitted serpent eye. I've been up there for quite some time, paying penance for my crime. I'm quite remorseful, understand, I'd weep to eat a human hand. Can we get the human hand and uh, pop it in his mouth, please? Of course you can. So you put the... Uh, you need to retrieve it. You retrieve the severed hand from Mike's pocket. Uh, it's gone slightly <laughs> warm. 
You place it into the crocodile's mouth, and uh, just because you think you should, you sort of try and move the jaw up and down a little bit uh, to make it look like it's chomping on uh, on the hand. Yep. And you feel from the bowels of this uh, of this beast uh, a warm air yep. sort of rise up through the throat, out of the mouth, and out of the nostrils. And as as uh, as you you sort of notice this sensation, the uh, the crocodile begins to weep, and the the key comes with the the tears, and you have found the crikey. <laughs> oh. You have solved oh, like the puzzle. <laughs> so with that, we insert the keys into the padlocks. We've got the war key, we've got the Russian key, and the cry key. And we've escaped the battleship escape room. Well done. Yay! Yay. Well done, us. We're the best. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and your favourite podcast app. You can also follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and glance at our gleaming mugs on Instagram. We hope you enjoy this episode, and we hope to see you next time. Bye! That's me rubbing my chest hair.